0: Hi, short bus debate club. It's a bus rolling I can get on board (laughs) Hello, I'm Darren Jolly It's time to get this short bus started So let's roll and on with the show Hey there and welcome to the Wednesday edition of short bus debate club Uh, This is Brian Courtney Today we are going to Make things light, as usual, um, because it's Wednesday. (laughs)
1: Light light Wednesdays. (laughs) Levity Wednesdays.
0: Darren is across the table from me, shouting some shit about levity. Um, So today, we are going to talk about, and I was kind of unclear, so I'm just going to shout some shit out, and, and I think we're on the right track, but we're talking about movies that... Basically, we're a big fuck you to whoever was in charge. Uh, Revolution-type movies. Um, yeah?
1: At least politi- social change type types of movies. But I I don't have a problem with fuck you types of movies
0: either.
1: <laughs> in my list, <laughs> well, I've, the, got the, I've got a few fuck you movies.
0: Those are social change movies, though. I well, mean, I know
1: those are social change with a fucking dotting of the
0: I. You know, know I mean, because, and this is something that, I think Americans as a whole, they just don't fucking understand is that, you know, one man's terrorist is another's revolutionary. And they they don't comprehend that. You know, um, some Cubans talk about Che and they're like, Yay Che, Yay Che, they got the fucking mob out of here, shut down the casinos. Fed the people. And then a lot of other Cubans were like, Fuck you, we were with the mob and the casinos. We need to get you guys all back into adventure servitude. So, you know, I think depending on who had the say, you know, terrorist or revolutionary. Personally, I think revolutionary. I was kind of. I would have liked to have gone to to Cuba in the fifties, though, when the casinos were really bumping and and things were happening the way they were. And I, I'm sorry, guys. I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but it's a little late for that. Right? But there was a movie, actually, and a sequel called Che. So that's a revolutionary movie. So it's not too much of a tangent, but.
1: What no, but what about what was the thing about the going to the casinos in the Because I agree with you. I would have liked to have gone there too, because I would have liked to have seen what it was that triggered the motivation for. Because what happened between Castro and Che and the fuck, when they created that groundswell it was pretty fucking remarkable, you know. It was brilliant. but it was it was crazy, and obviously there was quite a bit more social strife than I think those motherfuckers that ended up in Miami really understood.
0: Well, you can kind of understand why the mob wanted to kill him. Castro, not Che. Maybe they wanted to kill Che, too. I don't know.
1: Well, he was the the strategist. I mean, Castro was more the, the figurehead. The yeah. I,
0: I would give you that, but I don't think that they necessarily knew who the fuck Che was. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that the dynamics of that those two people was beyond the the comprehension of the people that they're coming up against, too. I think that they were a little bit beyond them in terms of their strategic dispositions.
0: And so then, you know, all of this other shit, Cuban Missile Crisis and all of this horseshit, whatever, if it happened, didn't happen, you know, makes shit up to where they blow up JFK. Um you know, the mob was pissed at JFK, too. And I don't even think he had anything to do with the fucking casinos in Cuba. But whatever. So we're talking about fuck you movies. So what? Other, power to the people. What
1: other, what other fuck you movies do you have in here? Uh?
0: So I, I kind of broke mine down into two different categories. Um, I went with fiction. And movies loosely based on fact right okay so loosely based on fact um i fucking love braveheart it's awesome um when he jams that deer antler into that guy's fucking throat at the beginning of the movie (laughs) badass (laughs) it's just a sign of good things to come from that movie um,
1: A sign of good things to
0: come <laughs> <so> <laughs>
1: But he still had no shot I mean, it sucked
0: No, he did die at the end Horribly no,
1: He didn't just die He had no fucking shot, dude I mean, he couldn't get the nobles to fucking work with him at all They fucking sold him out He only had that one guy that was kind of with him You know, and I don't know how, how much Well, he's the guy
0: true. that ended up taking over Scotland Yeah, yeah I mean, he, Robert the Bruce? Yeah, yeah, and that really did happen. So what happened with Robert the Bruce's dad, you know, kind of fucking him over. I don't know whether or not that happened. I'm guessing that there's some sort of documents. Saying that that happened. Well,
1: the narrative of the concept, because they would give out the, the titles and all that, the land and the shit, and and they give them some here, down there, and some up there, and, and blah, grant blah, blah, prima
0: nocte and shit like that. Yeah,
1: that's some that's some fucked up shit. What are you, if you're gonna if you're gonna let people get when they get married, if you're gonna make the fucking lord of the manor be allowed to uh, impregnate. What did what did he say in it? He said the one if we problem can't, about it, one thing about <laughs> problem about Scotland is there's too many Scots.
0: If it's, we can't get them out,
1: we'll breed them out. Right. Fuck that shit. I, I I mean I'd have to fucking kill them too. You know I wouldn't feel bad about that one single bit. Braveheart though that's that's a good one. I didn't even think about that. So
0: another one loosely based on history, and strangely enough, Mel Gibson is in it. Is the Patriot. Um and that one is, it's almost exactly fucking like Braveheart. Um, except there's cannonballs and guns in it instead did, of. Did he
1: direct that one too?
0: Instead of just edged weapons, um, fuck, I don't know, dude. I have no idea. I didn't. I well, didn't I look just, at uh, that I stuff. Could, I
1: could see uh, Mel Gibson doing something like that. I'm.
0: I'm sure he probably had something to do with it.
1: I didn't actually see the Patriots. So what what went on in the Patriots? What, what it was like leading up to the Revolution or what?
0: Yeah, um, they were all you know deciding whether or not they were going to um, tell England to fuck off and and do the Declaration and and all of that stuff. Um, and I think I can't remember which Carolina he was in. I think it was South Carolina. Which one's the one that has the palm tree on the flag? That is South Carolina, right? Oh. Um, so he's in South Carolina, he cares too much about his kids, and he's fought in the French-Indian War, and all of these other wars, so he didn't want to fight, and he was doing everything in his power to not fight. Then his son, who happened, it was Heath Ledger, his son said, well, fuck you, I'm gonna fight, and he had this big piece of land it was a plantation, but he did not have slaves, at least according to the movie. Okay. Whether or not it happened in real life, another thing. But when war broke out, he was taking care of both the rebels and the king's army. Um, some asshole from the king's army came in and ended up shooting his son as a spy And so that fucking sent him off the fucking rails, and he started fighting like a crazy man. And he had a nickname, The Ghost, and that's because nobody could see him. Because he was fighting for what was probably maybe the third guerrilla-type warfare um, here in the United States. But, you know, well, back then, I mean, when they fought, for the most part, they fucking lined up yeah. and faced each other and just started shooting, which is fucking full-on retarded. Yeah, Who was the that, tactician that came up with that brilliant somebody thing? Somebody
1: should have read a little Sun Tzu or something like that.
0: Well, and I think it had to do with, you know, back in the day where they had edged weapons, so they had to face each other. And then... But I don't know, because it still doesn't make sense, because now, you know, you don't have edged weapons anymore, or you you do, but they're for close quarter combat, right? So you're lining up, and you're fucking 50 yards away from each other, and you're, you know sticking your ball in and, and then a wad and some powder and another wad or however the fuck you load one of those guns. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> And then each line ducks, you know, so that there's some guys low and, and some guys high and they just start shooting.
1: I, I just rewatched, uh, and this is another one that's not it's not based on reality per se, but it is based on a certain couple of things that happened in history. The Last Samurai again, you know, and that's kind of I dig mm, that movie, too. Yeah. But uh, when they go at the end, well, even at the beginning when they first engage them and they don't like the, all those Japanese soldiers don't know how to no, they don't have a the, the notion of like how to how to fight in the war, period. They don't get they're afraid. They, well, most of those guys are farmers.
0: Anymore. So that kind of is the Patriot, too. Oh, right.
1: Okay, so it, it, it crosses over, but they still hadn't. I mean, it took them that entire winter while Tom Cruise's character is away hanging out with the. Who, what, the what the fuck was the, uh I don't know. I, I just remember, I ones,
0: remember I'm always talking about cherry blossoms.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, it's perfect. It's the perfect cherry blossom. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. but uh, um, when they'd sit there and they'd fucking. You know, jam the ball down in and put the fucking gunpowder, you know, and then they fucking bring up the fucking Warlitzers and just, you know, that you, you see what the qualitative changes That was from that from Gatling that. gun, yeah.
0: dude. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a, and just didn't just kill him. I mean, it ripped him to fucking
0: pieces. And I would like to say that our sound effects that we in concert like that, yeah. fucking badass, dude. You know,
1: we probably should have let somebody like <laughs> send us an email or something and say, say that instead of. <laughs> As we're tooting our own, our, our own <laughs> horn. <laughs> I, I have a, a couple of good um, history ones too, though. Other than that, what's up? So,
0: the, well, with the Last Samurai, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I totally fucking dig that movie. Here's
1: that was based on a French guy. There was a French guy, a French uh, military technician who <laughs> was like Tom Cruise's character that went there during that time period and ended up staying with the samurais and kind of defected to them, if I understand correctly.
0: Really? Yes. Uh Okay, well, so that's what I was going to say, though, is that so a samurai without a leader Uh is a ronin and not a samurai, right? Well, these guys were samurai because they were following the emperor. And
1: they kept saying.
0: But the emperor kept taking bad advice from this fucking asshole who was trying to build railroads and, and do whatever and make...
1: Facilitate the treaties with the US so they can make a bunch of money
0: together. Right. So, was that, that wasn't necessarily a fuck you to power. That was a fuck you
1: that is to a, what? That is a fuck you to power, though. This is why, right? Because they had a certain uh, ethic, like cowboys, you know, I mean, that's why they sort of like crossed over in that concept, Right. They refused, they would prefer to die than to be, they, they were almost being emasculated if they couldn't fill the function that they had filled for their whole life. So they were going to go, because they were not going to be Ronin. They were going to only be samurais, or they were going to fucking die.
0: Right, right. But what, no, the, that wasn't my point. My point was that the emperor was the true power. Yeah. And the other guy was just some asshole who was manipulating him. So... The fuck you wasn't truly to the emperor, who was the power. Kind of
1: was though. It it was it was a but like it was a big enough fuck you to where. And who knows what the real history is, right? But in that moment when when Tom Cruise goes in with the sword and says, "This is this is his sword," you know how did he die? Well, I'll tell you how he lived. You know when that moment happens, the emperor is still caught between two worlds, right? And when he turns to that guy and tells him. He realized that it, it it he had to kill this part of his past to remember re- remember how to revitalize it. Do, 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 so he he it, like like the death of that samurai, him saying, "If you're not going to let me be on this, fill this function for you anymore, then I'm you know and, he, and by giving his life and by no and
0: that's him, why he said that the entire movie. But
1: that's a fuck you to power. That's a fuck you to the emperor. He forced him to get those people to fucking kill him. And then he finally realized what was important and told that guy he can give up all of his fucking shit if he thinks he's disgraced fucking Japan.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll buy that, at least momentarily. It's
1: not objectively going to be concrete, but it definitely caused... Like, how do you get somebody in power to change? I mean, and he did. Through his life. Yeah. Through his death. Got that guy to change. And that's remarkable, to be perfectly honest with you. Because not only did he change... He changed in front of all the people that he was, that were standing in that room, you know, and that's, you know, and of course, like it's, it's, it's fucking Hollywood. We don't really know how much of any of that was true. You know, we know that fucking Japanese nationalism is at least as powerful as German nationalism or U S nationalism, because they were, you know, all of the things that developed out of that over the course of the next 40 years, Japanese did a lot of fucked up shit in the fucking South, in Southeast Asia, in China in fucking South Korea I mean, and it was all in the name of that Japanese nationalism, you know, so there was a type of pride and consciousness that connected to them.
0: Oh, there was a lot of pride. And that's why I still don't understand, like, and I'm not trying to cause a fucking race war here or anything, but like, you know, when I used to go to the casinos all the time Mm -hmm. or you were still dealing and a lot of your dealer buddies Mm -hmm. would be around, like, You know, some of them were Vietnamese and some of them were Chinese and whatever. And I was always like, you know, well, how how do you want to be referred? And they're like, just fucking call me Asian. And that always confused me because a lot of the Hispanics don't want to be associated. They don't want to be called Hispanic because Cuba fucked somebody or Venezuela fucked somebody or Colombia or Mexico, whatever, whatever, right? So that really confused me because Japan and China have been at it for fucking hundreds and hundreds of years. I mean In twenty
1: sixteen, when when I went to China, one of the most like devastating lessons that I had. So we did this we did this loop for about a week and a couple of days. We went we landed in Shanghai, we, we, we took a, a loop out to Wuxi, that was as far as we it was about three hundred miles I think, uh, west. But we did it slowly because we're looking at sites. It said like a loop a, like on a boat. I guess, no, a loop like like we were on a bus. And oh, we, okay. We were kind of okay. Down. We we get out. Over, we get past this big body of water where these really tasty big fucking clams at, and uh, we, it, we 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 turn back at Wuxi, and we go up to Nanking, which is what like has been on and off the capital of China because of where it's located. It has. Uh, Mountains on three sides. You know, it's very defensible. Nice yeah, fortress. It's super, yeah. So Fortified. During that time period, Nanking, when Japan uh, invaded during World War II, uh, they, Japan took a, a, a railroad up and, like, all these soldiers fucking piled off. And they did things that were horrible. So fucking horrible that, like, when I was in Nanking, the way that they talked about it and the way that the people that were Chinese remembered it like if people think that there aren't, you know, there are some sk- scores that are not not buried and they're not settled. I mean, they, they would they would take samurai swords and they would stick them up ladies' hooters that were pregnant and kill the fucking baby. Yes, this was this would this they would talk about like Annie started to kind of describe it because she'd tell me when we we're at the historical places, you know, and then I was like, okay, I, I don't need to hear any more of that. We can talk about it later. Because well, see,
0: I, but that was only. 1940s uh, yeah yeah i mean if you go back i mean they've been fighting each i mean china invaded japan, uh, and japan on multiple occasions and
1: invaded taiwan earlier than before the before the chinese taiwanese went to taiwan yeah japan and like i said south korea like they created these things called uh, um what are they called like uh pleasure girls or something like that, like Jeannie, like she, she got really into this and it's like started, but the, the
0: geishas, it, it was, no. no, it
1: was not geishas. These were South Korean women that were forced to become prostitutes for the Japanese military people okay. that were occupying. And this is again, not 19, this is not world war two. This is pre predating world war two. Yes. It did. Everything did not start with World war two. The Japanese right. were doing, uh, you know, get pissed off me all you want. Japanese. You guys, you know what you did. You did some fucked up
0: shit. But I, I mean, I don't think you can just pin it strictly on them. They've been fucking with each other. I mean, cause you know, Cambodia and fucking Laos. Uh, and I know that they were different things back then. And along
1: inside Laos and
0: stuff. And the, Vietnamese and and then the Hmong on the Vietnamese side. I mean, there's a lot of people that got fucked with. So the Asian thing again confused it me. It
1: isn't. No, you're right. It, it's it's odd that they're they're so comfortable with because I because I, I know you're right also that there are aspects of the history that they are that are not settled. They're not they're not undone. The Vietnamese like we're at war with China on and off for two thousand years. You know, I mean that's why the Vietnamese are so fucking like strategically intelligent as a society like sometimes it blows my fucking mind like i know and i've interacted you know i mean in the poker world and whatnot there's some smart motherfuckers dude any well i'm not going to say that. We'll, leave that we'll leave that for another day so uh another good history one though i think uh is is of course malcolm x you know that's that's he, he he's uh like i've read the autobiography Adebay- several times there's no doubt that uh um uh, what's his name um the little guy, Spike Lee, he did, <laughs> the little guy. he did, he did a great job, I mean, he, he's, he didn't deviate too far, um, and uh, Spike Lee, I mean, uh, Malcolm X is probably one of my, my favorite uh, historical figures from that time period, everybody talks about violence, as if violence is inherently a bad thing, when it comes to something like that, but I, you know, part of what I liked about the way that it was portrayed, was that you can't really understand Martin Luther King without, You know, Martin Luther King functioned down there with the SCLC in a certain way. Malcolm X functioned out of Harlem in a different way. Just like Fred Hampton, you know, functioned out of Chicago in a different way. And Bobby and Huey Newton, Bobby Steele and Huey Newton functioned out of San Francisco a different way.
0: Right. But it wasn't just because you're talking about what did they call themselves? SNCC, right? Well,
1: SNCC was, they worked with them, but they split off from SCLC. Right. Stokely Carmichael was, was I think, the head of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee.
0: And then... Um, and he had to leave
1: the U.S. He had to go to Africa because he got so fucking... Like, he, he, they thought he was going to be the one that was going to follow Fred Hampton after they killed Fred Well, either way,
0: I mean, that's why they both got killed. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean... Well,
1: oh, actually, they said Malcolm the X. They said they thought that Stokely Carmichael was going to be Malcolm X number two, so he had to flee and he went to Africa. Yeah, and then he was the SNP guy, and he's the one who came up with the black power term. Yeah, I like that history. I don't watch a lot of those movies. I've never seen Selma, you know, I, I, I just because, I don't know, because i read enough about the history.
0: I I've know. never seen, I, I saw, like, Mississippi Burning, which was a fucked up movie. It It the tears one. me up inside to think that. The South is that fucked up, and and I know that, and they were depicting, you know, '60s South, right? '60s yeah. Mississippi. It wasn't that fucking different when I went down there in the '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: like Jackson, where that that guy's the mayor, you know, that I talked about. They they still they haven't fucking resolved their water issues. I mean.
0: Well, no, I'm talking about the fucking racism thing. But that's tied to it, though, what
1: they're doing with that.
0: Yeah, I thought it was just poor people, but whatever. I mean, I know that when I was in Jackson, Mississippi, that was when I'm in a car with three black guys, and I'm drunk, and I'm fucking hooting and hollering, because I do that when I get drunk. And they're like, shut up, shut up. And I was like, fuck you. woo." And they're like, No, calm down. And I was like, Why? We're not doing anything wrong. And they were like, Yeah, we're black and you're white. And I was like, Yeah. And they said, Well, if a cop pulls us over, we'll get our ass kicked because they'll make up some shit that we kidnapped you. And I was like, You gotta be fucking kidding me.
1: And,
0: or not, no. No, and That's that was in enough. that was in like two thousand four. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we we suck. We don't really grow. Judas so, and the Black Messiah, though, that was about Fred Hampton, and that was another That was movie a good thing. movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was so a good know, movie. You saw that yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That, that was uh, fucked up, man.
0: Makes you makes sad. So I know that, that most of yours are all fucking serious and shit, but I got to tell you.
1: I like a non-serious <laughs> one. Give me a non-serious one.
0: The Corsican Brothers, uh, dude.
1: What the fuck, dude?
0: <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what does that have to do with history?
1: Did they change history, and, and were they... It was the
0: French Revolution.
1: I, dude. I never, you can I eat never, cake. I never watched the Corsican Brothers. I never saw that movie.
0: They were And they fought the fucking Marquis de Sade, dude. Yeah, but that was fucking... Those two what's, what's their name? Cheech, Cheech and Chong, <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking watch Cheech and Chong. I
1: mean, like, I could watch Cheech and Chong when I was smoking weed, watching him smoke, you know, when... He says, oh, here, eat this. He's like, oh, my God, don't eat that, man. That's the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat in my life. Like, that that I can do and Trump. With. I can't do historical teaching
0: huh Well, most people probably don't even realize that it was fucking historical.
1: Well, I, I mean, you just totally illuminated that to me. I had no fucking idea, dude. Yeah. Um, the, really, the French Revolution. So who were they? Were they like with Danton and Robespierre? No, it
0: was just—I mean—they were fucking Cheech and Chong. It was just stupid, accidental shit. But were they smoking weed when they were and
1: around. No,
0: no, and that's why. So it's—it's it's not your typical Cheech and Chong movie. I'm it's
1: not.
0: We watched it now. Now that I heard you say that. It was
1: fucking
0: funny as shit, dude. They're twins. They don't look like twins. No. <laughs> but. They figured out when they were really young that if you hit one of them, the other one felt the pain. (laughs) And so, like, they have fucking Cheech on a fucking torture wheel, and the Marquis de Sade is fucking lighting his feet on fire and shit, and he's just like... Oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> I wish you'd bring me a snack. And his brother's like in another fucking house or another room or whatever. And he's dancing around. And these girls are like, ooh, he can really dance. <laughs> it was fucking stupid, but it was funny. And it was historical.
1: But, but was, what was changing? I mean, where was the fuck you to power? I guess if you've got two idiots that are running around.
0: The whole French Revolution part. And the torturing people but for some be, fucking masochist, sadomasochist, what, even. What
1: was their function? Did they Did they have a social function or were they just there?
0: No, they ended up breaking a bunch of the revolutionaries out of jail. And that's how they ended up taking, what the fuck is the mansion called? Maison de fucking Day. Um, Bullshit Versailles yeah. Okay so they took that um, Versailles
1: is big motherfucker it's, it's not, it's not Oh a, it's, it's a, a huge
0: palace yeah. Um. So they Cheech No Chong yeah. ended up breaking them out I don't they know it, it's did, been a few years since did, I've, did I've seen it Did they have a
1: scene where somebody said let, Did Marie Antoinette say let them eat cake Or did something happen like that
0: I'm pretty sure
1: Did they pop a retard's head off I mean, that was the king? I don't know. That was probably
0: not the preferred nomenclature dude. No, but I think they did end up beheading him at the end. But it's been a long time since I've seen it. I was just trying to not make it so that it was all fucking yeah, yeah. That, serious all job. the time, that, that dude. That was funny.
1: You did, a, you did a good job. That was funny. All serious. All the time. So let's cross over from history, and there's some other good history ones that we didn't cover. You know, I mean, I didn't like uh, Salt of, Oh, I do. I got to do this one just real quick. "Salt of the Earth." Um, that was he was uh, Herbert Biberman was the director. of That he was one of the Hollywood Ten that got the the one the guys that got thrown in jail, labeled as socialists. Oh, "Salt okay. of the Earth" was a story about uh, miners that went on strike. Um, uh, they the the people that owned the uh, the mine. Uh, Bought a bunch of hooligans, you know, in the area and tried to commit acts of violence again against them. uh, Rosario Vuelta, I think that was the name of the main female lead. Um, She was awesome in the film. Um, Haven't seen it for a long time, but uh, that was a good one that was, you know, I mean, he he, like they spent a bunch of time in jail for uh, for being socialists and being filmmakers. I mean, when everybody got blacklisted
0: and all that stuff. So did it is the movie Salt of the Earth about. The mines or about... about
1: about, Herbert Bimmerman was was the director, and but he did it as a response because I think he actually did it after he got out of jail as a fuck you to the,
0: you know... Okay, no, I just wanted to make sure because, I mean, either way, it could be a fuck you to the the institution, but, I mean, because we talked about, you know, scabs and and the guys that show up with fucking chains and, and bricks and... Which is what guns in the movie, and yeah. whatever that's what happened in the movie breaking kneecaps killing people their, running people over they're
1: strike breakers. i mean that's what their job was
0: yeah so, so okay so now you want to jump to fiction or not? Yeah, no
1: let's, see, let's go to fiction let's
0: see what the, what good fiction ones you have well so obviously and so a couple of mine more than a couple probably, are, are based on books. So the first one I can think of is Robin Hood. And then the second one, which is my fucking favorite book in probably The Whole Wide World, is 1984. Yeah. And the movie was not that great. Um, they, But then, you know, they were dealing with some shit that we don't deal with now, like they didn't have the tech stuff that we do. Um somebody needs to do it in
1: 1984 then.
0: Could be, because it, it was not not the greatest movie ever. It was very
1: gray, like if I remember watching it. It was very grainy, like the, the film was.
0: Yeah, but I never could figure out if that was done on purpose or not because of the fact that it was supposed to be so dark.
1: Yeah, it, it had that sort of like uh, Soviet kind
0: of like... And, you know, in the book they talk about, I mean, it, it almost, you can picture like this soot-covered, shitty gray city Except for when he goes to bang the girl and then there's trees in the red sash, right? Yes. Um but otherwise everything's gray and, and shitty and there's tubes to you know, give you your, your task for the moment and whatever. So um nineteen eighty four is a, a big fuck you book, even though he he didn't win.
1: No, Well, that's why I actually, when I was writing them down, because I wrote them down as like ones that were rooted in the concept of social, social change. And I also wrote, wrote down ones that for that, that foreclosed on the possibility of social change. And I put two, two films under that. That's 1984 in Brazil. And Brazil was just sort of like, uh, I can't remember who the fuck directed that, uh, Terry Gilliam. Um, that was his sort of like a uh, 1980s version of 1984, I, th- I think it's, and it all goes on in a guy's head. And at the end, he's in a room that's like Room 101, you know, and uh, they're torturing him. And the last scene is of him fucking dying, you know, after being tortured to death to try to get information from him. So, which is, you know, yeah, not like Room 101, not,
0: you know. Just sitting under the chestnut but tree li- at the end, dude. He lived, right? And he, he lived. Yeah. He was he, a fucking brain-dead whack yeah, job. Exactly. That's, just yeah. sitting... Well, I guess in the chestnut wasn't, tree.
1: Was there? A, wasn't he sitting in a? One of he
0: was in the restaurant. Okay. The bar under the chestnut tree. Okay. It's been a
1: long time since I watched 1984.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm basing it off the book.
1: But you know, we got. If we're going to talk about 1984, you got to talk about for Vendetta.
0: Well, and I was going to, because uh, that is. Probably my favorite fuck you movie, even though I was gonna mention the matrices which are also um, Based on the fucking Wachowski siblings um, Are made by the Wachowski siblings Well, that's what they call them now they're Lana Lana and Laura instead of Andy and Larry Yeah. Yeah. Well, the
1: back to the matrices. Yes.
0: Yeah. So. so, but I mean, as much as I like the Matrix and and both sequels, V for Vendetta is is way way better.
1: I have a real problem with V for Vendetta. I like the idea of it, and I like the fact that they use John Hurt as, as the guy who's Winston in yeah. 1984 is the person who's the the tyrant, the the, the head tyrant, Hancho. Um, but like my, my buddy Slavoj Zizek, he always says, oh, I'd love, I'd, I would sell my mother into slavery. That's what he'd always say. Into sex slavery. I think actually is what he used to say. I would sell my mother into sex slavery if they would make a movie, a sequel, V for it at Vendetta 2, the day after, you know, because it's really easy to show the revolutionary moment, you know, the cathartic moment, the moment where you overthrow the system. But the problem is the next day, the trains have to run. You
0: know well yeah, and it's like we discussed you know what happened at the end of slavery and and all of that stuff like these people are free now but what the fuck are you you gonna do um, but the reason that I really liked it is because it took you know I I mentioned all that shit about the Rico predicates and and who is liable in the last episode yeah. I was like okay the attorneys doctors pharmaceuticals. So he attacked the pharmaceutical companies, uh-huh. he attacked the doctor, he attacked the military, he attacked the administration. I mean, so he really got, if you want, the five fingers of the fist. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, why I appreciated it more than anything. Because and then of the
1: way that he spread out his targeting, you suggest. So, like, he sees the power functioning in this way and he hits. All of the ways in which the power reproduces. Them. Well,
0: and a lot of people will say, well, he hit those people because of revenge. But I think if you look at it,
1: there was a, strategic, there was a, a subtext,
0: clear, clear strategic you know, to it. Yes. um, and, and he got the media as well. Um, yes, he so he got, got he got the, the he got them all. Um,
1: that's how we got, what's her name? Not, Natalie Portman was the media. Isn't that when he kidnapped her? Yeah. Yeah. Her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. She wasn't happy about no, that.
1: But he liberated her soul. I mean, and she was, you know, the the rain scene with her arms in the air, she was satisfied.
0: Well, and with regard to her and her and character, I thought that the best part was, you know, you you truly changed me. And I didn't know how much until... I was at the grocery store and I I dropped my money and I noticed that the the woman in front of me worked at the the television station and I was so worried that she was going to recognize me but she didn't and that's because I'm I'm different and obviously you're going to be different if you're fucking tortured for a year kept in a dark cell <laughs> but <laughs> She she wasn't harboring any resentment at that point. She was appreciative of what he showed her, and actually, what he had done for her.
1: Yeah, well, dude, like freedom is a—it's not a very common concept that people like. Honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I. I mean, I think I experienced it like in a more. A clearer way than a lot of other people around me, but I have—I don't know what absolute freedom looks like like that. You know, I mean.
0: No, I don't. None of us do. No. So okay, at the end of the movie, yeah. right? Infrastructure for the most part is still up. There's still trains, cars, gas is being delivered, all of that stuff. But the major components of the government are now gone, so there's no influence from the media, whatever. So, if you had to say and just speculate what's going to happen day one after he fucking blows up parliament, what happens? See, I again am the guy, and this is another one. Red Dawn is one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Um, And the first one Not the second one
1: Yeah the second one Was fucking goofy dude The first one Is like our childhood too I mean
0: Well it was filmed here But
1: I don't But I mean still Like it's I mean we were Like I remember being Eight years old Or I guess it would have been Like nine And
0: being so scared Of Russians Yeah Yeah Yeah.
1: My head was fucked up
0: They tried to scare us a lot
1: But I mean if you can Get yourself even away from that And just do it in the (laughs) abstract Look at it in the abstract If you're in a situation like that And you gotta go Into the mountains And your kids You know There, there is something that's kind of like, I don't want to do it, but there is something romantic about the thought of going and doing something like that when you're that age. So you're so the day two, the day, the day one thing though. Yeah.
0: So day one after they they blow up Parliament, I mean, what happened? Honestly, with the way people are now. Everybody probably splits off into their own fucking different gangs, and everybody kills themselves, and there's total anarchy until the fucking strongest tribal fucking leader takes over. Um, And then, at that point, you're just under the thumb of a fucking tyrant. What I would like to see happen after Parliament blows up is that everybody says, holy shit, we are now truly fucking free. and try to figure out a way to make things better.
1: You know, but this, this is the problem with film. I mean, as much as I love film and I love fucking film, like these cathartic moments are, you know, we either have like the moment where it breaks, you know, or we have the moment where, you know, like, like even at the end, like with a Braveheart to bring things, you know, for a moment when, when he yells out freedom you know, as he's fucking dying, you know, as they fucking took his entrails out, removed his cock and his balls from his body, you know, like, but he still is dying, you know, like, the the, the catharsis is the only thing, like, we don't have a way to implant a concept in film where... We have B for Vendetta too, and anybody, nobody's gonna go fucking see B for Vendetta too. Nobody wants to fucking deal with I, this. I I wouldn't go
0: see it, but that's probably because it'd just be some trash that was. But if B
1: for Vendetta two was another about revolution day, somewhere else. What if it was about the day after the practical component? Nobody's gonna watch that. Nobody wants to know that you need to have a post office. You know, nobody wants to know that you need to have. Guys that drive around fucking gravel and, you know, trucks so that you can fucking drive on the streets. Or but see, that that that's, the streets.
0: that's what I think is great about it is that the majority of the infrastructure was there. I mean, they they didn't have to do that much. All they had to do was coordinate, figure out. Co- coordinate everybody. Well, kind of.
1: Or everybody had to be remain coordinated. You know, and it, dude, people are not. No, I you I would have to kill some people then because I know there would be some people that there would be power grabs,
0: you know. Right. And that's what I always say is that I might not have a lot of guns, but I've got ammo and that means I'll have more guns soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I follow that logic. I understand it, but I don't know that I follow it. You're fucking funny. So uh, another good one. About uh, the fantasy world, of course, and I, you knew I was gonna. Be, I love Bullworth, dude. Bullworth is my fucking. But I mean, that's another one where like uh, you ha- you see the two people come together after all the weird things that go on. You know, she her her she said her uh, mom made uh, breakfast for kids with with Huey and Bobby. You know, um, he he makes that comment to her while she's in the car. He says. Uh, people, kids your age or people your age, you know. She says, "What, what, you know?" She traps him, you know, and and says, "What did you mean when you said kids my age?" And then she fucking
0: he gave he says, him a fucking dissertation.
1: Yeah, on fucking yeah, like the 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 destruction of the fucking black power band. structure. Yeah, I mean, it like her response is so fucking. I mean, if I was standing next to Halle Berry and I was him in that moment, and she did that to me. I, I I probably get a little wood. I got to tell you, it's
0: brilliant, dude. And if you've seen any of the fucking documentaries on the way the black, the middle, the black middle class disappeared, she described it Amazing. not just for fucking L.A. but for all the of the cities the because US. they the shut down. They shut down three General Motors plants in fucking 1970. Detroit was no NLA, crazy. I mean,
1: but Detroit as a whole. I mean, you look at why Detroit got so fucked up, it got fucked up because of that. You know, what people were surviving off of disappeared entirely, was yes. totally, and nothing was put in its place to, to help them with any, anything. A real bad water system in Flint, you know, the people in Jackson should talk to the people in Flint and fucking get some dirty bombs. So I didn't see that.
0: But yeah, I loved Halle. Okay, so Bullworth 2, if there was a second one, because I fucking love that movie too, and, and everything Senator Bullworth said in that fucking movie was absolute truth. How do you have it? He's fucking dead. Right, that's my point, is that now that he's dead, but yet all of these people on the media, and he's started to so make people listen to cra- some degree. the crackhead,
1: then Halle Berry's family, and then, so like, there's a...
0: Well no, but all of those those media people started to listen to him. And um what's his what's her name? Uh, Lori, whatever. She was on Roseanne. She was the sister. She was in the van. Oh, that's right. Um Is fucking like that
1: Christy Crabcakes one again.
0: <laughs> Frodo Baggins was in there. Yeah. Um, and the dude from The Wire and Tremay, um, which I know you've never seen either of those, wow, but
1: I watched
0: the first season of the wire. Um he was in the van too. And so they started to listen and that, that
1: guy was on the wire.
0: I thought you watched the first season. I don't
1: remember that
0: guy. The, unless I'm thinking of the wrong guy, like, big fat he, black guy. You,
1: that's what I mean, the, the other one that's in the van with her. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So all of those guys started to listen and then, you know, the, the media people and, and certain people at the parties and, Definitely the strip club in downtown LA. They were listening. Um, whatever. So yeah, obviously. What did, what
1: did they call him? Look who we got here.
0: We got George a, Harrison.
1: George, George Hamilton. Hamilton. George Hamilton. Yeah, Harrison's a beetle. <laughs> that just reminds me. So I like tell you when I was in Taiwan? This little fucking comment, She comes up to me. And she starts speaking English, talking to me. just like da 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 da. And I, I said, I'm not the person who you think I am. And she said, I can never tell you all look the same. <laughs> George Hamilton.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I know there's no Bullworth, too. There there can't be. But, I mean, if you've got a senator that is that, what do you want to say, Um noticeable people are are paying attention to him yeah. somebody that's that's on tv that much yeah, super public figure. Yeah. i mean don't you get the attention of some of the population and then okay so here's here's what is really going to happen in Bullworth too is that immediately after they have a funeral and then they discredit Bullworth and they shut the entire fucking thing down, and they show you something else to forget about what Bulworth said, and that way nobody continues to repeat what it is he was saying. Yeah. That's what actually happens it's kind in like Bullworth 2. It's
1: kind of like what happened in the movie industry <laughs> to Warren Beatty after he made it. <laughs> Nobody ever gave him a dollar again, or ever let him make a film again, or ever allowed him to speak publicly again at any major—not not at the Golden Globes, not at the fucking Academy. The I mean, guy, dude,
0: he, and that's a fucking shame because that was a brilliant movie, and he was—I mean, what? Thirty years? He was—he was older than that. No, 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 no. But I mean, thirty-year career. Yeah, dude. And because by the made, time yeah, he buddy, made that dude, movie, Reds,
1: uh, he made a ton. of he made a ton. Of-
0: because didn't he start with like Dustin Hoffman?
1: Uh, he started making movies in the seventies. Yeah, uh-huh. he had a, dude. He had a big career. Uh, he was he in all the President's Men? I can't remember who was in that. So I don't know. What 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 other uh, movies that are
0: uh, not about the? Uh, um, the only one that I was really going to mention, and and again, this one. So there's two of them, really. Well, maybe three. But so I was going to mention, since I mentioned 1984, I wanted to mention. Ishtar, he did with. with the, Ishtar was fucking that hilarious. Movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. And that was kind of a fuck you, too. But it was a confusing fuck you. The Parallax View. That was a fucking
1: weird movie.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. No, no. So uh, Aldous Huxley's um, A Brave New World. So they did, I think, a shitty movie. Um, Amazon did a fairly decent show. Um, I think a lot of people were confused because I heard people saying that they were breaking the alpha betas and, and... all of them down and and that isn't the way pack mentality works. And they weren't breaking them down into pack mentality, they were making some of them smarter and some of them dumber so that the dumb ones could shovel shit and the smart ones could help society go on. Yes. Yeah. Um so the big Fuck you part was when the guy discovered that he would prefer to be out in the outlands, the badlands, than he would to be back, you know, taking what's that shit? Soma, what yeah, like, yeah. Soma that Dr. Cooper <laughs> Gave <laughs> me that once. <laughs> you totally just out of your You're not supposed to out of people like well, it's fucking legal, um, but it's it's yeah. horrible. It didn't do anything for I mean, me. It made me tired. Made me fall um, but they were taking SOMA and, you know, it these was other like drugs. The, it it was,
1: yeah, mind control type, type stuff. Yeah, they it's, all be fucking and getting stuff. Woo-hoo! Nobody had permanent relationships with anybody. I mean, if you're between the ages of, like, you know, 16 and, like, 25, it sounds like a lot of fun, you know?
0: Dude, the way the they fucking described that girl in the locker room with her fucking striped socks and her green shorts. That was fucking hot. Huxley's a bad motherfucker, I'll tell you. Um, so that was that was one because you know it was it was not a revolution in true sense of the revolution, except it was just a guy saying, "Fuck you, I'm out. I'm done. when he
1: fucking killed himself I mean he killed himself.
0: Yeah, because then the okay, yeah.
1: They put him in that weird area, and he fucking hangs himself.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that because he ended up meeting us twin out in the Badlands.
1: So what's uh what's the second one then?
0: Um, well, the other one is Catch Twenty Two, and this one,
1: I've not I've not read that, and I've not seen that. To be perfectly honest with you,
0: it's a brilliant fucking book um the movie not so get, much uh, Heller Heller
1: okay, okay.
0: um it it's it's awesome and it talks about so much of of government uh the, the uh the bureaucratics and I know that that's not a word but that's bullshit. It can be a word there, yes.
1: Um, because you're talking about machinery when you say yeah, that.
0: and 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 how it can get so just fucking wrong. Like this one guy, this one soldier, ends up being the clerk who basically he's the guy in charge of acquiring things, right? And then he's in charge of dispersing those things to the different battalions or troops or whatever. Well, he starts pulling little shit aside and he's starting to make more money because he's selling the stuff that he's pulling off the top and he's skimming. And next thing you know, he's got this fucking corporation. And while he should be in jail, the government gives him a huge fucking contract and a bunch more money. <laughs> and so his corporation just grows and grows and grows. Um, and so it, dude, it fully reminded me because when I read it, it was just, I mean, uh, it reminded me of, of our former vice president, Dick Cheney. I'll just say that. Um, because of,
1: don't ever go hunting with that motherfucker
0: or let him run the books. <laughs> um, I think
1: that, be an, or maybe you should just put him in that position and then just come, <laughs> come up behind him and give him an old Texas two tap. He
0: wasn't wearing an orange vest. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So I just looked real quick cause I was curious. He's been Warren Beatty's been acting since 1956.
1: Yeah, he's an old motherfucker. So, yeah.
0: by the time um Bullworth came out, he had been doing it for almost 40 years.
1: Yeah. He watched, he um, uh, he screened Reds for uh, Ronald Reagan. He went to the over like to the White House and, and he screened it with him.
0: How did they like that? He, dude, Ronald
1: Reagan loved it.
0: No, it was. It was forty two years by the time Bullworth came out.
1: Ronald Reagan loved it. He said it's a great movie, you know. I mean what's what's anybody gonna say I mean, he, dude, Ronald Reagan's the guy that they give fucking credit for bringing the fucking the wall down, you know? He's like he's like I can look at that shit and talk shit now because it's all over because of me, motherfuckers. Right. <laughs>
0: I wonder if he showed him Ishtar because well, that was a different movie. Did you
1: see any of the man in the high castle stuff on Amazon? Yeah.
0: yeah I saw the first season. I laid off because I watched the first episode of season two and then just
1: it was so bad, I was just so bad. I, dude, I love that book so much. Like I had such high hopes for the show when they said they were gonna do it because it's dude, it's fucking a brilliant fucking book, you know like uh, I was I was but that was one that could be a good fuck you to power. I mean that's and ultimately, I know that that's what ends up happening. I mean, because they do sort of like codify their position against like the uber fucking fascists on one side and the fucking Japanese fascists on the other, you know. That that uh, was kind of a disappointment to me. But another one that's about uh, it's about a real event, but it's really fiction is the Battle of Algiers, which is uh, um, when the, the they were trying to like the native Algerians, the black Algerians were trying to get the fucking French out of there. They uh they it, it actually was uh a, a how to get the colonizers out. You know, they, they, they showed at the beginning, they used these certain tactics and then they escalated the level of, you know, activity and then, you know, violence and all that kind of stuff. And as time goes on at the end, they they perpetrated some pretty heavy duty stuff, but uh, they did expel the French ultimately. And uh, I think that in terms of a movie that was, uh, you know, the way it was talking about colonialism and the way that it was sort of like being utilized as a how-to Um was pretty interesting. Pretty pretty fucking cool movie. I had to watch it in a revolution and social change class in a different life.
0: I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing that that entire I don't know if you want to call it a civil war or not, because technically they were just colonizers, so I don't know if you can call it a civil war. I'm sure the French say the it French was a civil, war. It a civil war. Yeah. But again one man's terrorist. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good job bringing it back full circle, later. Um, but I'm pretty sure that that's why the stranger, you know, his character in the the stranger was just self loathing to some the degree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you haven't read it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Of yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to talk about literature or, or self-loathing. I just <laughs> <laughs> started talking. Um, but I, I think cause there, there was a lot of that where, you know, he, he didn't recognize himself or, or any of the people around him where he was. So maybe, see, maybe not. I don't know. Um, Fuck, we are at an hour. I know. Oh, wow.
1: We, we went for, seriously. We yeah. Didn't, we didn't talk about Charlie Wilson's War or Dave. Dave no. was a stupid movie that was about social change.
0: We're at 57 minutes now.
1: Dallas Bar Club, The Trial of the Chicago 7. There's a lot of good movies out there about oh, do the right thing. Bamboozled. That was a happy movie.
0: You're a big fucking Spike Lee fan, huh? You, I,
1: no, I don't really. But I mean, I think that do the right thing at the time period. At the time it came out, I liked it, and Bamboozled took it to a different level. Um, I I enjoyed that. And dude, like Malcolm X is like. I mean, I think that he's one of the most interesting historical figures of the 20th century. I I just think like not not only because of what he like to go from being the the criminal person that he was to the nation of Islam person that he was to realizing that he was essentially a dead man walking and to make that fucking right turn and saying, I'm going to do what I think is right. We're going to, I'm going to take back all the shit that I said, but I'm except for that. I'm going to say we can take help from white people, but we have to do this as black people because we feel so fucked up in our heads about who we are. We have to do some things for ourselves before we can really be in a positive relationship together. You know, and that's, he was, dude, he was fucking... And, of course, he was a misogynist. There's it's like out.
0: the loving yourself before you can love, love anybody else. else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I, I just think... like, uh, Except... So it's, more, a, it's more him.
0: A, a racial yeah. all the way across. And, and, dude, I don't like
1: to do the race thing very much, unless you're going to talk about it in those really complicated ways. And I think that Spike Lee does a pretty fair job of doing that. So,
0: Well, as... Production company is called 40 Acres and a Mule. So I'm sure he really likes to talk about complex racial situations. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, um, that happy, happy note. Um, Let's see. What else you got? We still
1: don't know what we're going to do on Friday. We'll figure it out in the next couple of days.
0: I got some ideas. Throw them out. They're... No, I don't want okay, to. I, I don't. I don't want to disappoint first. the listeners. All right. um,
1: surprise! Surprise! Surprise!
0: All right, people. We'll see you on Friday. You know, you can reach us on uh, email. Well, via email at shortbusdebateclub at yahoo dot com. Seven two
1: zero three
0: three four roll. The ride is over. Get off the bus. Into the line.
1: Costa